Chapter Eleven of A Prisoner of Morrow by Upton Sinclair. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Tom Weiss. Chapter Eleven: A Running Fight. That cry seemed the death knell of the Americans, and their hearts leaped up in their throats when they heard it. For a moment, Cliff thought of stopping and giving battle then and there, but he realized the hopelessness of that. It was hopeless too to run with no place to run to. But the sailors were already dashing away through the woods, and the cadets soon caught up with them and urged them on. The Spaniards broke into a run the moment they heard Ignacio's cry. A minute later they fired a volley into the bushes, probably in order to alarm the country. It would have been hard for those five fugitives to go any faster than they did during the first few moments of that chase. They heard their enemies banging away and yelling in their rear, and they fairly flew over the ground. "'Keep together,' panted Cliff. "'We may find some place to make a stand.' The ground over which they were traveling was ill-adapted for speed, for it was rough and the bushes were thick. But it was as fair for one as the other, and the Americans tore their way through and sped on. The Spaniards in the rear apparently knew of other troops in the neighborhood from the way they kept yelling. Cliff groaned as he realized the hopelessness of their flight. For even if they succeeded in shaking off their pursuers, the whole country was alarmed and hunting for them, and they had no food and no one to guide them. But the present evil was great enough, for the furious Spaniards were hot on the trail. Surrender! Surrender! Cliff heard the officer shouting a short way back. The chase would have ended in no time had it not been for the woods, which kept the fugitives out of sight so that they could not be shot. But that was a protection that would not last forever. Cliff gave a sudden gasp as he saw a clearing ahead of them. But it was only a small one, and the Americans sped across it at the very top of their speed. They hoped to reach the woods before their foes sighted them. And they did. Then suddenly a new idea flashed over Cliff. "'Stop a minute!' he cried. "'Ready!' The sailors saw him draw his revolver, and they knew what it meant. They crouched in the bushes, waiting. "'We'll show them it isn't all play,' Cliff whispered. And a second later half a dozen Spaniards dashed out of the woods. "'Fire!' roared Cliff. There was a quick volley, and then instantly the fugitives sprang up again and sped on. They left several of their enemies lying on the ground." That unexpected move had evidently disconcerted the pursuers, who hadn't looked for a reception of that kind. They were not heard on the trail again for fully a minute while the Americans made the best possible use of their time, but the pursuers did not mean to give up as easily as that, and they soon set out once more, firing away as if a whole army were in sight. Their little success raised the spirits of the gallant tars considerably. They seemed to forget they were in the enemy's country. And they chuckled gleefully to themselves as they raced on through the woods. They were a pretty small army of invasion, but they had lots of courage. But there is a limit to what courage can do, and the unfortunate sailors soon learned it. They came to a second clearing, a broad savanna this time. "'We'll have to run for our very lives,' gasped Cliff for if they failed to reach shelter before the Spaniards came up, the former situation would be just reversed, and the Spaniards could hide and fire in safety. 
and so the men set out at breakneck speed, as if they were in a hundred yards dash. I think we can make it, thought Cliff. They seem to be a long ways behind. The shouts of the enemy indicated it. Cliff's volley had seemed to deprive them of their former confidence and rashness. But unfortunately they were not the only Spaniards in Cuba. The firing had not failed to attract attention. The Americans had reached about the center of the broad plain. There was high grass and cane upon it, and that made even walking hard. But the men still plunged on bravely, though they were gasping for breath. But then something happened that made them gasp still more, for the shouts of the enemy in the rear were suddenly answered, and the answer came from in front. The sailors halted and stared at each other in consternation. "'Do you see anything?' cried Cliff. All that could be made out was a line of bushes and undergrowth, marking the beginning of the woods. But out of it came a confused babble of shouts, as if a whole army were there and had been suddenly alarmed. "'They'll head us off!' gasped the sailor. But they stood still for only a second. Now was no time to delay. The pursuers in the rear were drawing closer every instant. There was only one thing left. They were shut off in two directions, but off to each side. Come, gasped Cliff. And the sailors whirled about and followed him in the new direction. It was a hopeless hope, but it was not yet time to give up. And so for perhaps a hundred yards they raced on. They had heard a shout behind them and saw the Spaniards running out from the woods, both in front and behind. "'Turn and fight them!' shouted Cliff. Like wild animals at bay the sailors faced about and jerked out their revolvers again. They were on the point of opening fire when suddenly, as if they were not in trouble enough, there came a new development. There was a yell behind them and a crashing sound. Out upon the broad savannah galloped a whole troop of Spanish cavalry, their carbines in their hands, and at their head rode a brightly uniformed captain, waving his sword and galloping down upon the fugitives. Surrender, he yelled, lay down your arms. And that was the last straw. The sailors looked at Cliff, and Cliff looked at the sailors. The troopers were not a hundred yards away, and there were fifty of them. I guess we may as well give up, said Cliff grimly. We've done our best, I think. And he turned toward the galloping men, dropped his sword and revolver, and then folded his arms. We surrender, he called. Come on. And a minute later the gallant five were surrounded by the cavalrymen, who stared at them eagerly. Who are you? demanded the gruff captain. An officer in the United States Navy, said Cliff promptly, from the gunboat Uncas. And what are you doing here? We were wrecked on the coast last night. We surrender, and we expect to be decently treated. You are prisoners of war, was the officer's stern response, and you will be treated as such. Forward march. End of chapter 11. Recording by Tom Weiss, Tom's Audiobooks.com.